Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Wardenet. You give us a few minutes and we provide five cybersecurity insights based on the current trends impacting today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team, focusing on the challenges leaders will face in the upcoming year across key industries and technologies. I'm your host, Bob Turner, Fortinet's Field CISO for Education, and today we're talking with Gordy Radke, Fortinet's Field CISO for Retail and Hospitality, and he's talking about preparing for the year ahead in retail. Welcome, Courtney. Bob, thank you for having me today. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, you know, taking a look back, uh, what challenge was top of mind for C-sales, CISOs in the retail uh, vertical in 2022 in terms of cybersecurity? Yeah, the last couple of years have been about <clears throat> the continued rapid growth and adoption of technology. We saw, you know, the traditional lines blurred of, you know, OT, IoT, and IT networks. So uh, a big challenge was actually related to securing the entire business while not impacting the business. It's all about that customer experience. So security can't come in a detriment to that. Not slowing down the customer experience or having network and security limiting the ability for the business to move quickly to meet market demands. Oftentimes, IT initiatives uh, are you know ruled or underpinned by the marketing teams or the digital teams that deploy those technologies to reach the customers where they are. So that's not necessarily a new challenge. Uh, CISOs have always been given that task of how do I protect the brand um, and reduce risk <clears throat> when the act of doing so is it's it, ironically it's at odds of of the business itself. I have to protect all of these new things you're bringing online, but I don't necessarily know about them before you bring them online. So something that made the life of a CISO harder was was that proliferation of devices, networks, applications. It's across all areas of the business, particularly in retail, where it's about personalized experiences. Everything is connected. So we saw uh, you know, retailers move much more quickly, deploy technologies to meet point-in-time requirements. But as we saw, many times that, that outpaced and continues to outpace uh, the comfort level of security teams. Unintended, unfortunate gaps are, are, are bound to exist. They're bound to occur. Um, as security teams, they're honestly struggling to keep up with the day-to-day tasks that they already have, and now they're being asked to keep up with so much more. So I think, you know, a top challenge that the CISOs had was just keeping up, treading water, and then trying to secure all of this new technology being brought into the brands. You know, I think that uh, that tracks with uh, a lot of the cybersecurity industry, you know, trying to keep up. And I think it's a very good point you made there. Well, so how will this challenge evolve or change now that we're in 2023? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take the easy road here and say it's going to both become harder and easier at the same time. Um, but, you know, to overcome these challenges, it, it really depends on how the business is going to approach it. In retail, as I said, you know, they've reaped the benefits of creating these digitally connected, digitally driven hyper-personalized experiences for their customers. The customers demand it, um, and that's what drives what the business implements. So the brands have had to implement a lot of technologies, IoT sensors in their environments. They've they've expanded their cloud footprints to now they are squarely multi-cloud, but also hybrid cloud uh, and edge compute. And to create these digital assets out of their physical environments, they've had to implement more technology. It's really less about transformation now. It's more about digital differentiation, meaning the machine never stops. The, there's a problem with this, though. It's much like, you know, how we thought about cloud adoption early on. You know, when you deploy these technologies, 
I don't have to worry about security that the cloud providers have me. And while cloud providers have gotten better about creating these native protections, it's still on the customer. It's still on the, the end user to protect past that point of login. At the very least, right, these new technologies being brought, brought on board, not only being in opposition of network security teams, it's at least creating additional risks. These new touch points are absolutely necessary. You need to reach the customers where they are, but rarely are they built with security at the forefront. So that's, that's the harder. That's the harder part because all of this technology they're having to account for. The, the, the easier part is security is getting, for better or worse, more uh, notoriety, if you will. There's there's more publicity around security for good or bad. And CISOs are starting to gain a seat at the table. The security planning planning is actually happening instead of reacting. So security planning is becoming more commonplace in the initial stages of technology rollouts. Um, we've seen a lot of the due diligence and due care put into place or security by design methodology being employed. Um, <clears throat> the lack of priority that we previously saw placed on security means we can only go forward. More budget is, is coming in and there's actually more options than ever before uh, to embed security into the process. You know, we saw a problem. So the industry created more options than ever before for these CISOs to use. And I said, you know, they launch into embed in the process or even in in integrate natively with existing infrastructure. So this allows CISOs to effectively tell the business, yes, you can do this responsibly, confidently with security, instead of being that, nope, you have to pump the brakes uh, and limiting the business's ability to scale to the customer. Uh, so I, I absolutely agree that when the CISO is the accelerator pedal instead of the brake pedal, we, we all uh, do much better. I, I agree with that. Well, so looking into 2023, what are the challenges you see moving up the list as the most important thing for CISOs and retail to address? Yeah. So the the challenge is, again, I talk about that machine that that has to keep moving as we have to, you know, retailers have to differentiate themselves. They do that by creating a better, more consistent experience for the customer. And security can be part of that consistency, but really it's about the use of data, the collection of more and, and the use of data. So protecting the customer is always first and foremost, uh, but now they have more data collected than ever before. Responsi responsibility for the retailers have never been higher to ensure that that entire attack surface is monitored. More importantly, that they know where their attack surface is. You can't protect what you can't see. And I hear a lot of times from CISOs, uh, they have concerns about the expansion of the business without them knowing whether that's organically or a major concern now, especially in retail with M&A activities, mergers and acquisitions, is they're inheriting risk. It's through acquisition. And that creates major risks for the brand. So I see a challenge you know, moving forward is businesses already were increasing the risk organically. Now with this prevalence of M&A activities, CISOs effectively inherit that risk from the companies that they're onboarding. So I, I think looking forward, risk posture assessment from M&A targets understanding what you are inheriting, doing you know the forward posture checks of what vulnerabilities exist with your organization, who has targeted you in the past, how successful were they and why, that's going to be important. Better network inventory, so you know what you're bringing on board. Sometimes these organizations, they lose track of it. They're sprawl within their organizations and they don't know what they have. So they're not uh, misleading you by not telling you what's on their inventory or their network. They just don't know. And Honestly, we're seeing more use of things such as clean teams, if you will, to actually go in and assess what risks are there before you bring those companies on board. So, 
you know, the moving up the list is is really the inheriting of risk, um, either through organic growth or through M and A activities. Um, but there are ways to you know prevent the inheritance of that risk, including you know proper assessments, inventory, and even clean teams. Yeah, I think the uh, the inheritance of a a very good uh, cyber infrastructure is a gift. Um, <laughs> one one that I've never seen. One that I've really never seen. You never inherit something extremely clean, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so let's shift in and talk a little bit about reconnaissance. Uh, how is the shift to the more disruptive cyber threats at scale causing the need to reconsider or consider more active defense cyber strategies for CISOs in the retail vertical? Yeah, the, the, I often think of a, a commercial when when I think of, uh, you know, we share too much information. Reconnaissance isn't hard for the cyber threat actors. It was a security company. It was a home security company, you know, cameras and doorbell cameras and all stuff like that. And it was it was somebody that was so excited and they said, hey, we're going we're going on vacation. I, I need a break. I need some R&R. And, and all of their friends on social media were saying, you know, live your best life. Enjoy the vacation. You deserve it. And then there was one that was just a person in a ski mask. It, it was obviously, you know, uh, a, an avatar of a criminal, but they're saying, have a great trip and smiling at them as they do it because you're sharing all this information saying, look, I'm leaving. I'm going to be gone for this, this many days. You've got this much time to attack me. And that seems, that seems like kind of a silly analogy, but it's actually very, very true because it's really scary to think about how much cyber crime, how much the community knows about an organization. They've done their research. They have detectives. They pay people to research these companies. And it's not just what's publicly available, you know, that the company reports on. But the employees and executives themselves generally aren't great about not sharing information, even on, on public channels. And even just doing a little bit of recon can pay dividends for them. So we need to start looking for these weak spots from the eyes of the attacker. Otherwise, we're always going to be chasing our tails. So we see technology such as uh, brand reputation protection, digital risk management, uh, external attack service monitoring with that adversarial centric intelligence, meaning we see what the attackers see and that gives us an outside view of what the attackers are looking for but now it's in the hands of the good guys so this allows organizations to be predictive and prescriptive in defensive and defensive strategy instead of waiting for something to happen you know in our space this is this is our Ford recon product and service really providing that outside in intelligence but as we talked about you know the reconnaissance we also see that coming from the inside out we see these IoT and OT networks that were previously and, and really still are don't have inherent security controls. They're kind of unprotected. So, so technologies like deception, uh, I think somebody's referred to it as Honeypot 2.0, gives the inside-out view again of what attacker would have been successful with, what they have gotten in and moved around unnoticed. So, this takes things like the MITRE attack framework and shows you the tactics, techniques, and procedures that attackers would use if they were in your network moving laterally. For us, this is for the Deceptor, um, and we see the retail environments really adopting this, as I said, because the lines are being blurred between IoT, industrial IoT, and OT networks. They're, they're now intertwined. They're now connected more than they ever were before um, with the traditional IT networks. But again, they had less ability to natively protect themselves. So I think it, we're really moving towards the era of predictive and prescriptive, organizations are tired of being reactive. They're tired of being the target and finding out after something happens. They want to get ahead of it. And they and if we think about it in retail and differentiating themselves, what better way 
to differentiate yourselves from the competition to say, look, we're actively looking for vulnerabilities in our environment to protect ourselves so that our customers' data is not out there on the dark web, so that we are not breached. We're doing that as a differentiator. Um, and the consumer you know, environment is, is taking note. They like to see organizations that are putting in the time uh, and work to protect their customers and their brand. It is it is so important to to do that to put in the time and to be thinking about uh, differentiation uh, in your cyber strategy. So I, I, I'm really encouraged by that. You know, something um, I am also thinking about is when you're talking with CISOs in retail, what are some of the overlooked cyber strategies or solutions that you think would be really relevant and helpful uh, as 2023 moves on? How can we get through a conversation, uh, you know, talking about overlooked cyber strategies if we don't mention training? People people can be that first line of defense instead of the proverbial weakest link. So, you know, we, we can't really overlook training and the importance of training in an overall cyber strategy. Um, you know, ours, for instance, is still, you know, we, we've made that free for everybody else out there. Uh, we, we have managed services to take that a step further, but I think training is is... First and foremost, number one, it's always overlooked, uh, but it can be your greatest benefit. But going going a step further for you know tactical, good and proper asset inventory, as we said, you know in M and A activities uh, or or even just general good practices, understanding what's in your environment, where you're vulnerable, how far your network is spread, and this isn't just your traditional network or your branch or data center. This is now down to the user level, down to the home network, down to the cloud, and and you know hybrid and everything in between. You can't protect what you can't see. So having good and proper asset and network inventory management, that's the best practice. And then the lateral movement is is so key to protect against that. We've seen so many attacks over the last couple of years where they lay dormant or they were in there moving around laterally with, with virtually zero visibility on them until it was too late. So segmentation cannot be understated. In, in the retail world, unfortunately, we still see a lot of flat networks, meaning Everything is talking to everything on the same domain. There's no segmentation at all. So, you know, everything has access um, and it's in, <laughs> enabled and empowered to do as much damage as possible if something gets on it. So what what we see, what we'd like to see is basic segmentation is great. Put in some VLANs and put some proper access policies on them that to attach to them. That's a great step number one. Put that through a firewall. But micro-segmentation is really where organizations should be looking. The... You can no longer talk to things inside of the network, even if you're on the same broadcast domain. Segmenting by application and by intent is really where we should be going. And yes, we are bringing up zero trust here. Um, again, we can't get through a conversation without that. But zero trust is not a product; it's a journey. And I often like to say that, you know, ironically, how do organizations get to zero trust? Well, we gain trust by removing the inherent trust, so that you can now be trusted. So if you just because you had the you know trust or authorization to talk to this application yesterday, we need to inspect that. We need to profile that. We need to understand why you need to talk to them today. So that's really I, I think where we need to get to is obviously we talked about training, understanding where your risks are by doing a good inventory, and then segment, limiting the amount of lateral movement throughout an organization in the event that attack does occur, extremely limits the value and speeds up the time to remediate that threat once it is in your environment. Well, it is all it is all about remediating the threat and and being able to be resilient. And and I agree that zero trust is is one of the great ways that we're going to get there. 
Well, Courtney, thank you for joining us for this episode of Take 5. For more information about Fortinet Retail, visit our website at www.fortinet.com forward slash retail. The Take 5 podcast is brought to you by Fortinet. Securing your digital acceleration with the performance and scale needed to detect and prevent threats across an organization's entire infrastructure, including networks, endpoint, and clouds.